Hello and welcome to The Lowdown from Pickletown, presented by Pizza Hut. I'm your host, Aidan Gilbride. Here's the deal. And welcome back here to the podcast. Uh, we're sitting with coach of the women's soccer team, Sharif Saber. Second time we've got to meet, obviously, halfway through the season. Just we couldn't quite uh, schedule it in, I guess. So, obviously, we're now at the very end of the season. So, we get to have a kind of recap of how you think the season went for you and the girls. So, you know, coming into this, I'm just going to shoot off a couple of stats. Because one of the things that really jumped out at me in the first interview we done was you said, you know, I'm not going to jump the gun, but it's starting to feel a little bit like 2019. Uh, obviously, the, the first year that you won the tournament and the regular season of the conference. So, looking at some of the stats, um, your conference record this year um, was 11-0-1, you know, a 96% win percentage, which uh, is, your, is the highest in your tenure. Um, very, very impressive. <laughs> um, and then... Looking at the 2019 season, uh, you scored 42 goals and conceded 12. This year you scored 51 goals and conceded 12. So that kind of goes up against that. You said that I think there's more scoring depth coming from the wings and kind of uh, the sides of the field. And uh, in 2019, 11 goal contributions. And then 2021, 19. So 19 of your girls got goals this year. So... Uh, it's debatable a better season than 20, 2019 uh, how do you think the season went in general from just, just a feeling point of view it was it was an amazing season yeah. they overcame a lot of adversity a lot of things that the world will never know mm-hmm. and it brought us so much closer together they overcame better competition you know bringing UNC Pembroke into the conference then going to the NCAA tournament against number seven Columbus State, who in 2015 were in the national championship game. The program took a massive step forward. Yeah, no, a huge step forward. Looking at some of the just some of the things, some of the things that you can say happened this season. So you made the, as you said, the NCAA tournament for the you know your your second time in your tenure. Obviously, last year there wasn't a tournament, um, but you you have to imagine you probably would have made it in some capacity. So ultimately, you know. Looking at the season, the only real, uh, I guess, downer for you guys was the the tournament final. Um, but at that, you you know, you you brought it up that the conference saw a real change in kind of of strengths. You know, UNCP came in, and that, as you said in that first interview, it created a whole new dynamic to the conference. And and uh, you know, you just kind of got one over on each other in this season. So I think that's that's definitely going to be something going into next year for sure. Um, and 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 you did say it was a huge step forward and. From from my point of view, watching some of the games, uh, between there was like just a, a midway point in the season where games were kind of tight and close and um, almost blown. Uh, you almost blew the lead a couple of times, but after October nineteenth, you 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 had this eight one victory against Francis Marion, and after that, you just kind of went on a bit of a roll, and uh, you know we saw this kind of this team that looked like they could be they they felt like they could beat anyone. And obviously, it was just disappointing that the tournament was the one uh, conference uh, game that you you lost. Um, how did how did um, how do you how did you talk to the girls afterwards, and 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 how did you kind of look at that game from uh, from a coach point of view? Anytime you lose a a final of any sort, whether it's youth level, college level, it's always hard because to get there, you had to make a lot of sacrifices. And this group is no different. One of the things that went really under the radar, I feel, as far as the conversation. Is the girls played ten games in the spring, 
coming out of COVID. Then they had a couple months off, and we turned around and played what? Another 19? Yeah. So it's 29 games in seven months, eight months? Yeah. It's a lot on your body. It's a lot of mental tear. It's a lot of physical beatdowns. So for them to then go during that stretch, 23, two, 4, and 2, mm. is incredible. So we after that final, we focus more on let's keep perspective. Yeah. Undefeated regular season, three straight conference finals, two straight regular season championships, mm-hmm. another trip to the NCAA tournament. Yeah. They're in the golden era of UMO women's soccer right now. No. It's now a matter of can we keep building on it. Yeah, is that, is that how you would look at it going like forward like into the next season and, and the next year? Is that you want to you just try and make steps forward every single time? Every coach does, yeah. and every player does. You know, just you know, think about your own experiences as a yeah. student athlete. Are you ever satisfied? No. No, and the <laughs> girls are no different. You know, when we matched up against Pembroke the first time, as you said, it's a different, it's a different level. Mm-hmm. When you match up against them a second time, you know they're out for revenge. Yeah. Then to go to Columbus State, the program has shifted from having conversations in conference. Can we beat Limestone when they're here? Can we beat Belmont Abbey, the Chowans, the Emanuels, the Bartons, the NGUs? Mm-hmm. To now the conversation is, okay, we've established ourselves within the conference. Mm. Can we go do it regionally? Can we do it nationally? Can we go to Columbus State again and beat them? Can we go to Flagler and beat them? Yeah. Can we go to Catawba and beat them? That's the conversation. Yeah, and I think, as you said, like the goal of every coach and I think the goal of every program here is, is to aspire to be on that national level, that kind of challenge, challenging nationally. And certainly, you know, that the women's soccer program is heading in that direction. Every year there's a, a step in the right direction, you know. It, even though 2019, you know, you walked away with, I guess, more silverware, this was a better year. Yes. If you look at it across the board, you know, the stats, and, and even little, little, little tiny stats, like the first ever goal in women's mm-hmm. soccer, I've seen the NCAA tournament coming from yeah. Jaslyn Gott, obviously, and ultimately that game didn't really go your way, but, you know, you were going up against number seven in the nation, as you said, they were in the final a few years ago. So, you know, there there's so many little positives to take, and when you look at it as a whole, uh, what a season it was. You just said it beautifully. It's The thing that I enjoyed was you talked about earlier about the midway switch. Yeah. We struggled early on, mm-hmm. and a lot of that was gelling. Mm-hmm. We had a lot of new freshmen come in. They're very talented, but they never played at the college level. A couple of really good transfers come in. They needed to blend with the team. Then we had returners in different roles, yeah. and it just took time. But once it clicked, this team became the most dangerous team I've ever coached because when they were on their game, they could have beaten anybody. Yeah, and, and obviously a couple of individuals, you know, um, Sean Lee Govia, third year in a row, Defensive <laughs> Player of the Year. Um, you know, t- Taylor Lewis, just a complete return to form. Yeah. We had the, I had the pleasure of sitting down with her and having a, a wonderful chat with her about mental health. And, and it's it's just, for me, obviously, I know it seems a little bit selfish, but I'm just so happy for Taylor. Uh, what I, I thought she had a phenomenal year, mm-hmm. and it really looked like, you know, we kept joking about it in the press box, you know, 2019 Taylor. <laughs> we were looking for 2019 Taylor again, and we certainly got we got a 2021 Taylor. So, yes. You know, um, how happy are you with, like, how the seniors and the kind of uh, leaders in the team kind of stepped up this year? Well, you know, you have the Sean Ali Govia's three-time defensive player of the year, like you said. You have Taylor Lewis returning the form, but you can't discount the other players. Yeah, exactly. Emma Campbell, mm-hmm. Jordan Davis, Erica Boswell. You have girls that were, were stepping up in roles that they never had before. And they were adapting to different roles, and their leadership was there constantly. They never let – our our seniors this year never let anything rattle them, and it didn't ra- let the group rattle. Yeah. It was always, here's what we're doing, here's how we're doing it, 
Whatever's happening around the program or outside the program, it doesn't matter. It's game day. It's training. We're just going to keep moving forward. Yeah, and 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 then when you talk about, we obviously talked about the seniors and kind of the kind of leaders on the team. How happy with you were you with the kind of the newbies that you brought in? Very proud of them, especially because you know I mentioned the other seniors. I'll give the perfect example: Kristen Fairman, mm-hmm. a senior forward who didn't play a ton, yeah. but did an amazing job helping mentor our young freshman forwards, teaching them how to make their runs, timing. And a lot of times in teams, when you have a, a senior who might not be playing as much. When they're trying to mentor you and you're yeah. playing, there's an ego there. Mm-hmm. Kristen's leadership combined with their reception to it made them better. So you don't have Naya scoring with eight or nine goals, mm-hmm. Tiana playing the way she does, Leah playing the way she does without a Kristen. Yeah. And that, that was one of the really cool parts about this season. Yeah, and, and in terms of looking ahead to next year, obviously um, one of the sad things for me is that I don't get to see where this goes next. I'll yeah. obviously keep an eye on things. I, this is my – I'm going into my last semester here. So – when you look at uh, next year from the perspective of what you managed to do this year, where do you are you are you already thinking about areas that maybe you want to improve in, or you know you having just a complete uh, kind of chill and mental rest from the season? Twenty four hours after the game ended, and Mike was actually on the the bus ride when we did it. We already sent the girls a list of what we're focusing on in the spring: the UNCP match, the Columbus State match. If we're going to get to that national level, mm-hmm. we know what we have to do. And now it's going to be down to us as a program committing to it and players wanting it. You hear coaches all the time, oh, they have to want it. I never met a player that didn't want it. It's whether they were going to sacrifice for it. And that is where we have to get to now is are we willing to sacrifice to get to that national level? Yeah, and I guess um, I I kind of – I spoke to you. It's it's weird how long ago I spoke to you about this, but in that first interview, we spoke about uh, some of the the players that you'd lost the year previous. Mm -hmm. Um, Looking at the players that you're going to lose this year – uh, does that make your job tougher trying to replace those kind of players? You can never replace, like we talked about yeah. in, the, uh, in our first interview. Yeah. You can't replace a, a Jalen Brown, yeah. a Sarah Berglund. Yeah. You're not going to replace Shauna. Yeah. You're not going to replace Jay and Erica and Kristen. and Kay- you, you can't do it. Yeah. So what you do is you just try to find the next player. And can when you find them, can they mesh into what you're building? Yeah. And can they be the best versions of themselves in that? Yeah, and obviously, just I mean, just look. I mean, when I was, I had a joy kind of looking up the stats behind this when I was preparing for the interview, but just like just some of the uh, stats I looked at. I, I mean, I guess a lot of people from the outset will see the tournament final loss and go, "Oh, well, you know, not a great season." That's not true at all. I mean, what a I hope they don't think that. No, I know, no. What a phenomenal <laughs> season. See when you actually look at the stats and just some of the stuff that he's he's done there. Uh, I mean, I, I think I've 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 missed out one of the things, but I think he scored like more than four goals on like five or six occasions so obviously there was games where you were just blowing teams out the water so you know I mean you can see a real trend in the program going in the right direction and it's uh, it's very nice to see and I wish you the best of luck going forward uh, Coach uh, Saber and like I said I'll keep an eye on things I always will I, I can't I can't leave Mount Olive you're not going to come back and be a guest commentator for us I mean you're the voice of Mount Olive women's <laughs> soccer I wish I could I wish I could we'll just we'll see we'll see what happens we don't know what's on the horizon uh, I'll but, talk to Ryan we'll get on it yeah definitely. <laughs> uh, but listen good luck uh, going forward and uh, thank you very much again thank you sir this has been the lowdown from Pickletown we'd just like to give special thanks to the University of Mount Olive's music department thank you very much for listening we'll see you next time